0: Our Father, our God, make us ready. We are ready. We're here. We're here to hear from you. Whatever you would give us today, whatever you would speak to us, we pray for Pastor Matt as he speaks your word to us. You fill him with your presence. You fill us with your presence. Our is yours. We are yours. We listen to you. Amen. The scripture reading for today is from Matthew chapter 6, verses 5 through 13, and then 7, verses 7 to 11. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, that they may be seen by others. how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask Him? This is the word of the Lord.
1: What is Jesus getting at? Because most people pray, and most of us who pray repeat ourselves in prayer. What's Jesus pressing here? What's his agenda? First of all, do you believe he hears us when we pray? And if you do, why? Very, 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 very important questions. In our best moments, in our times that we're trying to pray and we're distracted, in our most disoriented moments, we are asking that question, at least semi consciously, if not consciously. A few weeks ago, um, there was an NFL game and a player, a tragic accident and he's recovering well and a lot of pastors talked about it that week because we saw people praying on national television and multiple national radio shows and I am both a bills fan and I kind of get uncomfortable sometimes when people utilize things like that quickly or in my opinion flippantly not that it was done flippantly but what I the reason I bring it up is we saw a lot of people praying that we had no idea prior to that that they believed in prayer that it matters that they trust God to hear them. I think most of you pray and most of you repeat prayers and yet what is Jesus getting at? He's getting at a prayer. He's getting at a way of praying that involves our head and our emotions and our body. This is why we often, when we're praying alone especially, get into a specific physical posture. This is why some people kneel Remember Brennan Manning suggesting laying on your back and keeping your knees up, which for some of us would keep us awake, but also in a posture of rest to be able to turn to God with literally our body and our emotions and our mind. Jesus encourages us to to, to pray three things. Mandy led us through this multiple times today. Three things about him, our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Three things about us, Give us what we need. Forgive us. Help us to forgive. Protect us. And here he's reminding us to not heap up empty phrases. Instead, heap up phrases that are engaged with our mind and emotions. I've been using a journal recently, and um, I did not bring it with me to church. When I had set aside some time to pray, I know all of you don't need to set aside time to remember to pray, but I do. If I don't put it into my calendar, it will not happen and it's as deliberate as a manner it needs to. to. But forgetting my journal was delightful because my way is to begin to, to pray for you. I think of that more than I would think to pray for myself. And not having my journal there slowed me down and let me receive. And the first three petitions in the Lord's Prayer or the first three clauses in the Lord's Prayer are about receiving and worship. Do you believe he hears you? Why? I receive a lot of uh, prayer requests. I have been thanked for the weather when it's nice. I have been asked to fix the weather when it's not nice. And I've joked before that it's because people might think because I'm a pastor, I have a bat phone. That's Adam West, who is absolutely 100% the original Batman and was offended when they gave the role to Michael Keaton in 1989, despite Adam West being quite of age. I Sometimes wonder if it's not so much that people think I have... And I'm Commissioner Gordon in this analogy, by the way. Jesus is Batman. But I wonder if people actually think my prayers go faster. Like, your prayers go up like a missile, but mine are more like the speed of light. But it's not that, actually. The reason I get a lot of prayer requests... And I think even the reason people say odd things about the weather, assuming I had anything to do with that, is because we not only believe that God hears us, we know that there's some mystery to it, and we know that there's power in asking others to pray and sharing those requests. And I think the reason people reach out to me is they know that I believe those things as well. But God does not hear us because of repetition. Repetition. And again, I I mentioned this last week, I don't see this problem in the Christians that I interact with who believe that if I pray this thing this time 38 times, then it will come about. When I'm at 37, God's waiting for me to get to 38. I don't think very many of you believe that. And yet, you look at the book of Matthew, Jesus spends a significant amount of energy helping us understand that God is not manageable. He is not waiting on us to do something correctly before blessing us. Religious action does not merit blessing, which is one of the subconscious or semi-conscious effects of praying in exactly the same way that's not, um, when we're not praying with our head and with our emotions and with our body, we can start to believe that prayer merits something. And Jesus is pushing back against that. There is no hope for us, especially in prayer, if we can manipulate God. In the Old Testament, um, there are two kinds of idols in a basic way. Idol is uh, something that's not God, that we're asking to deliver in ways that only God can. There's the dead kind, so just a stone or a piece of wood, and it's obviously not going to deliver. And there's the demonic kind. Our God is alive and entirely good. And our prayers should reflect that in their own liveliness. When you pray, do you know what you want God to do? When you're praying for your friend, can you imagine it and say it to him? I find the word pray in a prayer be not so effective as a better verb like heal, restore, save, redeem. And there's a tension here because Jesus is quite clear that God knows our needs better than we do. Did you ever see Bruce Almighty, also set in the city of Buffalo? In my opinion, a very entertaining movie. Yes, Jim Carrey's over the top. We know that. He's an overactor, But God gives him limited God-like powers in the city of Buffalo. And it does not go well. And Jesus is expecting not only that we've learned to pray this way, but that we're going to persist. That we know what to ask. And that our asks for ourselves and our family are ever increasingly aligned with his word. Seek, and you will find. Continue to seek. Continue to learn to pray that the beautiful attitudes of Matthew 5 would be our attitude. We ask that we would ever increasingly evidence the fruit of the Spirit from Galatians 5. We ask that God would help us avoid the non-ways of love from 1 Corinthians 13 and instead embrace the ways described in the same chapter. We're asking him for that. We're seeking and knocking. We're we're persistent. For everyone who asks, receives, and the one who seeks, finds, and the one who knocks, it will be opened. For which one of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father, who is in heaven, give good things to you who ask him? God is not calling you evil in a straightforward way. He's saying, compared to him and how good he is, you're not as good at love. And yet, look what you do when your child comes and asks you for a good gift. You give it to them. God hears us not because of repetition, but because of his character. Jesus is describing the father heart of God as one that is sovereign and has authority and power. Jesus describes the Father as warm, and intimate, and those of us that have trouble relating to God as Father, it's because one or probably all three of those were violated. Our Father either did not exert his authority to protect us or exerted it in a way that was painful. The Father was not warm or intimate. When you fall asleep praying, how do you feel when you wake up, either two minutes later or the next morning? It can be an indication of your sense of God's fatherly warmth and intimacy. If you wake up rested, knowing that he's warm and intimate, that he does have authority, if you wake up feeling shame and guilt, you probably came about that through ways that we would all be sympathetic to, and yet that is not God's heart, that is not flowing from him. That's coming from either your wounds or the evil one. Jesus, in describing the Gentiles to help free us from a dead prayer into a living one, references the Gentiles, and yet if you read the book of Matthew, you will see the Gentiles respond on balance, not on balance, comparatively far better than many of the religious people Jesus is speaking with. In chapter 8, Jesus interacts with a centurion. There's a Roman soldier who had a hundred soldiers under him. It says this in verse 5, When he had entered Capernaum, a centurion came forward to him, appealing to him, Lord, my servant is lying paralyzed at home, suffering terribly. And he said to him, I will come and heal him. But the centurion replied, Lord, I'm not worthy to have you come under my roof, but only say the word and my servant will be healed. This is in part because this is not a Jewish man, so if Jesus enters his house, he becomes ceremonially unclean, which means he's being as respectful, knowledgeably, of Jesus and his culture as he can. Then he says, For I too am a man under authority, with soldiers under me, and I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he marveled and said to those who followed him, Truly I tell you, with no one in Israel have I found such faith. I tell you, many will come from east and west and recline at table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven, while the sons of the kingdom will be thrown into the outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And to the centurion Jesus said, Go, let it be done for you as you have believed. And the servant was healed at that very moment. The centurion knows Jesus' power, beyond others who had interacted with Jesus. He knows that Jesus doesn't need to be there. He has some greater sense of how powerful he is and Jesus utilizes this example to warn people that he is not there to give advice or favors or a little bit of religious help, but to rescue. In Matthew 15, this happens again. And Jesus went away from them, in chapter 15, verse 21, and withdrew to the district of Tyre and Sidon, which he had warned a few chapters earlier with some woes. And behold, a Canaanite woman from that region came out and was crying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David, my daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. But he did not answer her a word. And his disciples came and begged him, saying, Send her away, for she is crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, but she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. And he answered, it is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. Jesus is not insulting her in this moment. He is testing her faith. He wants to know more about where she's coming from. She said, yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered her, oh, woman. Great is your faith. Be it done for you as you desire. And her daughter was healed instantly. Jesus is showing that God hears and receives all who come to him. Imagine watching this and thinking back on Jesus' teachings on prayer and realizing how powerful the message is for those who come not for help or advice or a favor, but for living rescue. God hears us, not because of repetition, but because of his character, which is as a warm, sovereign, and authoritative, intimate father, and because of our adoption. God hears us because of who he is, a good father, and because of who we are, received by faith in Jesus, into the beloved family of God, which means we are his children. Jesus compares God's love to ours, that we even give good gifts to our children. This morning, my son wanted to play Hot Wheels in my office. I was making sure my notes were appropriate, but I had some time. So what did I do? I threw the Hot Wheels at him, right? I ignored him. I did something? No. We put him on top of the ramp. The it was donated to the children's ministry years ago. It's this four-part parking garage that falls apart all the time. So now it's at my house so that the Sunday school teachers do not have to put it back together every single Sunday, from what I heard. And we put a couple of cars down the ramp. And he had a great time. My uh, daughters like different kinds of macaroni. And maybe I'm an enabler. Maybe. But I know how to make the macaroni that they like. How much more loving is God? who knows your needs so much more profoundly, precisely, intimately. The power of receiving this faith and then living and praying in its light is the good news that gives rest to our souls, Matthew eleven twenty eight, and then energizes our love and good work in the world. I have mentioned this before, I'm aware of that. I still think it's a good illustration. I sometimes use these videos to work out, and one of the workout instructors loves to say this at the end. Lead with love. Leave with gratitude. Stay rad, because that's sort of his name. And then he signs off. And I'm like, that's motivating. How? Where's the gratitude coming from? Where's it directed to? How am I going to lead with love? Just by choosing it? I don't have that in me to just choose love all the time. That's the gift of faith in Jesus. And then praying the way that he taught gives us an ever-increasing chance to indeed lead with gratitude. Towards who? God. For what? Saving us. And leading with love because we have been so loved. God hears us because of, not because of repetition, not because of religious activity, because of his character and our adoption into the family of God as beloved children. Would you pray with me? Father, Help us to sense and to believe and rely upon your warmth and intimacy and authority that we receive by faith in your son, Jesus. Jesus, thank you for both teaching and modeling how desperately we need to come to you regularly to remember and to receive your grace and provision in this life. Holy Spirit, put our minds and our emotions and our very bodies at rest with the knowledge that you are a good Father. Amen.